Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece, here with co-host Samantha Tredelius. How are you? Hey girl, hey, I've got a new backdrop. I feel like a new woman behind, even though no yeah. one can see what's happening. Up the desk. So now we get to look at a different wall, which is uh, <laughs> it's cool. I, I maybe you've inspired me. Maybe I need to move mine around. Maybe we all move walls this week. I don't know. It was, I came back from vacation and uh, was like, you know what? It's a new, it's a new month. It's a new time to do something. So here we are. Here we are. And today we're going to get um, down and dirty and dig a little bit into cosmetic surgery, which I know a ton of people who have participated in the cosmetic surgery world. I have not yet moved into that arena, mostly because I am chicken and I'm scared of needles and uh, I hate surgery of all kinds. So I just, uh, it's, it's very, um, it's very anti me, although maybe one day. Maybe I'd look better if I did. Never uh, say never. A little Botox never did a girl wrong. I've never, I've never done that, but I certainly know a million people that do. Um, so, you know, I'll, these procedures are, are here to, to make us feel better, to make us look better, to make us give us confidence, whatever the reason is, there's, uh, there's good there. And we have with us today, Zara Haratunian, who is... Um, part of the Cosmetic Rejuvenation Med Center in Los Angeles. Zara, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me, ladies. I'm good. I want to hear excited about, about you. Yes. I want to hear all about the, the whole cosmetic surgery world, the aesthetic medicine world that you participate in. And you, you actually have a really interesting background because you formerly were a practicing gynecologist and infertility physician. And you've moved into this over the course of your career. Not normally a career move we see a lot, um, although I haven't really explored that. <laughs> tell us, uh, sort of tell us how you came to be in this arena. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. Let's go back. Let's go back where um, I'm myself, uh, my last name will tell Harutunian, I'm Armenian. I was born and raised in Armenia. And in the family where all the women, almost all the women are doctors. And I have no any other choice in profession than being a doctor myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love it. It's not that I was forced to do it. I love it. It was in uh, your It's a, probably, yeah. I love medicine. I think it's a privilege to treat other people. And you really genuinely should love doing that. Because otherwise, it's not going to be a good fit someone who doesn't like medicine and being in medicine is not a good idea so fast forward i graduated there i um, practiced gynecology as an infertility specialist and in 2002 i moved with my husband and two kids to uh, los angeles to us and I either have to leave my family behind and just proceed with the, another residency program that will take me another four or five years to practice gynecology in the States or explore something different. So I decided to explore something different. And I really love, um, I had always love and interest in the beauty, in aesthetics, and that took me to the path of aesthetic medicine and I do not regret even a single second. Perfect I, time to make I that switch. Love. Yeah. 
I want to know about what it's like to practice medicine in different countries, you know, being in Armenia as a practitioner versus being in the States. Like, is it a totally different animal? Like the rules, the regs, how, how things are Absolutely. It is a different animal. There is a much more regulations in the States, but I like these regulations. But sometimes physicians are scared to go, you know, outside the box because there can be punished. Yeah, I think uh, that's limiting really them. On, mm-hmm. on medical professionals, you know, be it insurance, be it the litigious society we live in, um, expectations. I just think we make it very difficult. We make it difficult and probably the idea that doctor should be sued for everything, like make the doctor scared. Yeah. I just felt that too. And when I was talking to a few of my friends who just actively practice gynecology here, one of my good friends, she's in San Francisco, in San Francisco medical, I think SFU or M, like a medical university. Yeah. She's a professor there of gynecology. She was telling me that too, that it's completely different approach, really different. And she was telling it's so horrible that you have to uh, the insurance costs so much for gynecologists practitioners it's cost leg and arm and you worry all the time because up to 16 year old they can sue you the parents if you did really yeah huh well at some point too you have to think like people don't really take any agency over their own behaviors or, or things they're disclosing or not disclosing. I mean, yeah, there are general things that get screwed up and that is why you have insurance or, you know, we're human beings, we do make errors, but I think time something doesn't go the way that somebody wants it to go. Now it's a lawsuit, which is bullshit. And that's why the insurance world is what it is. I mean, I sell insurance for a living. It malpractice is one of the most expensive insurance you could ever buy. It's insane for doctors. It's insane for doctors. And I think that's why it's making them very discouraged. And what also I notice after of the topic, you know, the profession of a doctor is not valuable and respected as much anymore like it used to be. I see such a shift in the society. And if I always bringing this as an example, if you will take 20 year old girl and put in front of her two people, one is the TikTok star and another one medical student, she will choose TikTok star. Yep. Oh, because people go see, uh, yeah, for the instant fame. Mm-hmm. They want instant gratification and no one wants to just take the path with someone to achieve something and then enjoy the fruits, you know, of that yeah, journey. No patience for hard work and, and, uh, you know, trudging, trudging a long path anymore. How true is that? Your approach in your, in your practice though, is really about uh, a very natural method. And, and I know a lot of, um, a lot of what you do is, is what you call fixing overdone procedures. And I do want to touch on that, but let's, um, let's talk about just the procedures that happen in the world in general. So I think the one that we all think of, if you, if you talk about um, aesthetic medicine, aesthetic practice is the Kardashians who Mm -hmm. also then fit in that overdone um, procedure bucket, I think. But um, you know, this is, this is what we see. And maybe that's where like my 
my fear and trepidation comes from, where I see people like that or Renee Zellweger, who doesn't even look like herself anymore. And I love it when they say, well, I didn't have any work done. Like you, you don't even look like yourself. I don't have- I can't tell you about Renee what's happened. She did the upper lid blepharoplasty. Basically she cut her up ex- excessive skin on her upper lids, but, but she fixed it. I think she looks more she look better? Look like her. Yeah. She looked better. There was a period of time where you, you couldn't even recognize her. No, you cannot. And you know why? Because she has such a signature upper eyelids mm-hmm. that when surgeon took off the extra skin, he didn't take into consideration that will change her uh, eye shape. She looked uh, better like us, like less hooding on her upper eyelids, but she lost completely her signature look. That's why she become a different person. That's the thing. Where does this overdoneness come from? Like we, we, we see people who, you know, I would say, are probably addicted to the procedures that they just keep getting more and more and more. And, you know, is it, is it them telling themselves that they can't live without it? Is it some friend or doctor who's saying this will look great when you're done? Like how, how have we got to the point where people just cannot stop? (coughs) That's a great question, by the way. And basically there is a two, uh, main uh, things that's happening a a person wants like some fillers and they get injected let's say they did a little bit cheeks or a little bit lips right they they look in the mirror and in about few months fillers don't go away you know they deflate a little bit but they stay in the skin or uh, like wherever they've been injected. So, but what's happening, like slightly deflation, that person looking in the mirror, running to the provider, it can be a doctor, nurse, whoever is injecting them, and telling, ah, I feel they went down, and the provider, I want another syringe, and the provider, doctor just injecting it, without taking into consideration that it's too much, it's now you're not filling it in, you're just overfilling, you're stretching the tissue, and they're creating a bigger, bigger, bigger look, like augmenting the area, and then one day that person looking in the mirror and gets, you know, they cannot recognize themselves, they understand something wrong with them, and there is now new term filler fatigue, I don't believe in the filler fatigue. Filler fatigue. It's more, I think, yeah. like a body dysmorphia because so you, I mean, you'll be walking around and you'll see, you know, you see a gallon of grocery store and you're just like, dude, what, what, who is your doctor? You know, or, or I have girlfriends. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you, you look ridiculous. And like, we all are going to get old. Okay. It, it is what it is. There's nothing wrong with a little tune up, but when you're totally trying to like, hold on to this look like you're 20 like you're never it's like we're never gonna fit into the size two jeans again girls like we just need to accept it and move on you know and and I think society is not helping us at all um yes and no because I'm in this industry for so long for 16 years I see all before it was like a look that like almost a drug queen you know women was to be over the top. 
huge lips, huge cheeks, everything huge. It's almost to show, hey, I have money, I can afford it. Because back in the days, it was less affordable, right? Then it's become a trend. Let's bring Kardashians again. When uh, Kylie did her lips, everyone wants the Kylie's lips. It doesn't matter. It's fitting them. It's not fitting them. They were bringing me photos. Not everybody can carry that off. Not everybody has the facial features. Exactly. And imagine I was having in my chair in a day, 10, 15 girls with the Kylie's photo. I want, I, but that's, I think what making me a different, I taking time to educate. I taking time to take their photo show to them and explain that why it's not going to match their facial features. And I always making everyone to understand that whatever we're doing, it should uh, more like kind of, uh, make the rest of your uh, facial features stand out rather than the, to ex like to make this one feature so big that it will be just living by its own mailing address, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what my approach is, you know? I love so, it. But do you, how many times do you find people in your, in your office and you're just, you're just saying no, like I'm not doing that. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Thank and you. I take pride of that. And I take pride of that. And that's why, you know, we always attract what we believe into, right? My taste of the aesthetic medicine and beauty is to enhance, but not augment. Mm -hmm. Like kind of make all these features to be more cohesive and connected to each other. I don't like when I argument to the point that, I need to be happy what I'm doing. I need to look at the face. I look natural myself too. Sorry, I had the photo shoot. I came with- Oh, you look good. Makeup. You look good. Oh, yeah, professional makeups. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, damn, girl. Who, who I, are you hanging out with? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but that's that's the thing. And then greediness of the uh, injectors and their- uh, vision of the beauty playing a crucial role in how their customers will look. So here's a question. How many uh, young girl, young girls come to you? Because I mean, my aunt was in the, in, in the aesthetics industry for years. And when I was about 35, 36, she was like, okay, now's the time when you could start, you know, going in and getting a little Botox. And so I did, and I did my forehead and I do once a quarter, that's it. Happy with it. But it was more for maintenance as she put it but now you see these young young girls going in and i mean how much are the damage are they doing at a young age when they're going in and getting these treatments and they don't need to be so there is no like um my approach I, of course i'm not going to see 16 years old or 18 years old obviously not even 20 but how i'm approaching to this if you start seeing some damage that sun creates you know like the genetics have a role so you you better to address that sooner mm -hmm. than later and by doing that i do not encourage to do a full-on blown botox or full-on fillers not at all maybe some uh, laser devices maybe some baby botox sprinkles of botox that will last you six to eight months baby botox i love that yeah <laughs> baby botox for baby girls 
yeah so that's that's my approach uh, personally i did botox on my own daughter at age of 23 for migraines mm -hmm. and that yeah, really works that really works right it does mm -hmm. as soon as botox wears off she starts having a blurred vision and she think that time came and botox helps with migraines even her ophthalmologist recommend her to do botox hmm. So yeah, uh, that's uh, that's about it. So when you're fixing something that's overdone, you said the the filler never leaves; it it stays mm -hmm. in the skin. So how do you? I mean, like somebody comes in with those duck lips that have their own zip code or live in their neighbor's house. Like, how do you deflate those? There you is a special enzyme. The filler out. Uh, there is a special enzyme that's called hyaluronidase. That's enzyme designed to dissolve the hyaluronic acid. And majority of the fillers, and especially all the fillers that injected in the lips, they are from hyaluronic acid. And that enzyme injected into the area where would, that we want to deflate will help to like uh, destroy the filler. And filler will just go through the lysis process, basically destroying it. And your body will take it off, flush it out, but it's biodegrading. And then uh, if someone wants to redo their lips, I recommending them to wait at least two weeks because I want their tissue come together again and just have the new collagen grow in the area that was injected. Why? Because if I will just right away inject or don't wait enough time, I will just do the same mistake that was done before. We have an empty packet of stretch tissue and I will inject the filler and lips are very mobile area. They will be talking and their filler will be migrating. Does the tissue shrink back if after yeah. you? Oh, it does. Isn't the body just amazing? You know what else is amazing is your past life working with the vagines and the way that our bodies are just so amazing with the things that we could do. We gals. Listen, vagina is all of the things. Okay. <laughs> Not only vagina. I have a client. He said, honey, gay guy, such a sweet, cool guy. He said, honey, you, have, you can rejuvenate any pair of lips. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, baby. Give, give me a pair of lips. The rest on me. <laughs> so when you've switched your practice now to dealing with different parts of the body, do you find that one area, I mean, obviously you're loving what you're doing now, but do you miss what you were doing before? Not at, at all. all. Not, <laughs> at not at all. I love, I find, you know, knock on wood, I think I'm very lucky person because I find the passion. Uh, I really enjoy it every day when I'm going to work. I'm waiting to see people. I'm waiting. I think I'm lucky. I'm seeing very 95% of my patients. They are very nice people, uh, very interesting people. Every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm just, you know, creating some sort of art, making people happy. That's such a cool job. It is. And you've got a great demeanor about you. Like you're an enjoyable person, you know, even just yeah. the few minutes we've spent, like you've got a good vibe about you too. Like it definitely, you. I definitely get where, um, 
your clients love you. And, and those 5% that aren't so great. I mean, I think the world is filled with the 5% that aren't so great. So you just gotta. Some of us get more than our share of the 5%. too. Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Depends on the day, right? It depends on the day, but to say that you enjoy what you're doing, I think is a big, bold understatement because we've talked to many women um, and all of them, you know, kind of get to a place where they don't enjoy what they're doing and then they go do something else to become in a place of enjoyment. So it's great that you are liking what you're doing and, and bettering and educating women about these products. Because again, like, I don't know that a lot of doctors are doing that. I think they're just injecting or, or doing and not having those important conversations. No, like, you know, probably that's why I can proudly tell that majority of my patients, they coming back. Mm-hmm. And I have people who stay with me for 10 years, 15 years. And when they coming, we're coming to the point that uh, they sit in the chair. We just, of course, chit-chatting what's going on. They know a lot about me. I know a lot about them. I know even the people that they start as a singles, then bring their boyfriends, then boyfriends become husbands. They, they come with their kids. Then some of them, unfortunately, divorce. But then I get their... Then there's another husband and a new husband or wife. You know, I know this, right? And I know so many secrets. And uh, and we're coming to the point when they're sitting in the chair and saying, Zara, do whatever I need. See, that's that's a good sign. Yeah. And they know that I will never do anything that they don't need. Sometimes they're telling me, I need fillers. I'm saying, stop it. You don't need it. Do your Botox and buy. So like, that because, is a high level of trust. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so, big time. It's totally well, big time. You um you have clients that are, I mean, you're based in LA, which is obviously a fantastic place to be based for your business. Uh, and you but you have clients from all over the country and you get international clients. Like, how do people find you? Oh, word of the mouth. I think the best advertising is word of the mouth and happy patient. Happy patient will refer to you many other people who I hope they will be happy as well. And uh, before COVID, I had much more international people. After COVID, it switched. What I understand, people do not travel to us for, um, I don't know, not as often probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a lot of bicoastal still uh, from uh, like New York, Chicago, like Miami. Uh, Oh my God, let me tell you a funny story. So, one time, you know, the Botox company, it's Allergan, makers Mm -hmm. of Botox. So, their reps, like uh, our practice management developer, I don't know, they have these fancy names, the rep for the company. She was traveling from New York and there was a guy sitting next to her and he was coming to LA, right? And she asked, they start chit-chatting. He said, yeah, well, what are you doing? She said, I work for a Botox company. He said, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to LA to see my girl. And she, oh my God, there is a, such a good, great girl in West Hollywood. You have to see. She said, no, 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 I'm going to my girl. Guess what? They've been talking about me, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's you think awesome. she's going to sway him to see the most amazing injector. 
And he was already the most amazing injector. He (laughs) knew he was going to the right spot. So now let's talk about what's up. What's up next for you? Like, what's the next 12 months going to look like? What do you got planned for us? What's going on? The next 12 months, like I'm just uh, in the process of opening another spots. So I really, yeah, because people keep asking me all the time. I was feeling it's not the time yet, but I just, I'm training other nurses. I'm just making them to follow the techniques that I'm doing. I just making sure that they have the same vision of beauty and doing a business because I cannot hire people who will be just sellers. It's no. Not so let's talk about when you find another location, mm-hmm. you know, how are you figuring out where to go? Like where, where do you think you'll be next? Like, how are you making that decision? I'll tell you the, the next location that I am now uh, recruiting basic scouting now it's close to my house because I want once a week to go there. Mm-hmm. On, I, I'm a workaholic. I work say, six days a week. So sometimes people ask me, oh, Zara, are you open on Sunday? I'm saying, give me time to breathe, guys. I just <laughs> I need to find your band, girl. Everybody yeah. wants a piece of Zara. I get it. I get it. But I need the piece of Zara myself, too. Yes, you do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm just opening the another location uh, in Burbank where I live, like Burbank and Toluca Lake, if you're familiar with yep. Los Angeles. Yeah. So because I have a lot of clients from that part of the town, too. So just make it convenient for them. And because those of you who are not from L.A., to go from Burbank to West Hollywood is not exactly a dream come true commute. <laughs> Any day of the week, right? So yeah. I, I hear you. And even to go from your one you know, mile from your house sometimes can be tough. And and I think as you grow in business, making it make a little bit more sense for you, you know, commuting and just the time spent and also just the quality of life. So that's, I always think it's interesting when people are opening other locations as to like what goes into their thought process, obviously the demand of, you know, the need. Um, so let's talk about like what it's like to hire these nurses um are these employees are they 1099s or how are, how are you managing it oh they are employees mm-hmm. in california you can have 1099 yeah. <laughs> california yeah. is you know, it's, it's a whole different bag so how is how hard is it though to find people that share the same aesthetic vision that you do you know, like, because when you're working so long in the industry, you have such intuition too, right? And we as a women, we have really strong intuition in general. Yes, and we, we trust our guts, right? A yes. lot. And I think that's making us a different, unique creatures. I agree. That's one, yeah. And I don't know, just after that person work a little bit or just interview after interviewing, after doing a work interview, I sense if they have the same, you know, vision, safe, same approach and they will have the same culture, you know, work culture, then I will keep them. If not... Probably not the right fit to get off with their head. I get it. It's hard having employees. And I, it's even harder, I think, in your industry because it is, um, you know, it's, it's intense and it's hard and there's a lot of moving parts to it. 
And again, most I, I assume you hire mostly women, right? Yeah, mostly women. Mm-hmm. So there's also that dynamic too that can be fantastic, but can also be kind of complicated sometimes. Of course, like it's a different personalities. It's not, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? When I hire on the very first interview, I'm always telling I'm a drama-free office. There is no drama. Oh, thank you. Thank so, you. No drama. If you want to tell something, if it's really need to come to me, just think twice because I don't want any like uh, behind back talks. You will tell me. Laura has no time for bullshit. Let's just call it, let's just call it what it is, right? She's not here. You're right. No time for BS. You're absolutely right. None of that. You know, what's interesting (laughs) is I was, I was uh, being interviewed myself today and a woman was asking me about, you know, how women kind of try to knock other women down. And, you know, when women are in powerful roles, they try to kind of cannibalize each other. And why is that? And I said, wait a second. I said, Women only behave, the women that behave like that are not the women that women like me are surrounding myself with, nor is, you know, Zara or state, like, that's just not how grown ass women communicate. And the women that we surround ourselves with and the women we hire and the women, you know, we spend our time with are not those women. And so it's, it's pretty awesome for you to be able to have a space where you can employ and you can, you know, mentor and, you know, lift women up. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's for sure. And especially we are spending more time together at work than we're spending with the families. Exactly. And I was telling you just need to enjoy working here. Otherwise it's not going to work out neither for you neither, or for me or for the team in general, because we feel each other's energy, you know, 100%. and I only believe in just lifting each other and supporting each other. There is no room for such a BS, you know, seriously, life it's- is, it's way too short when when she asked me the question i was like well who are you hanging out with who are you hanging out with these days over here we don't hang out with girls like that we don't we don't do that all right zara tell us where our guests can find and learn all about you what is your website okay now advertising starts i'm kidding yes okay so if you want to find out more about us, it's crmcaesthetics.com. Charlie Rabbit Mary Charlie Aesthetics.com. Or you can just follow me on my Instagram for some beauty tips, tricks, and health advice. It's Doc Zara. At, at Doc. Zara. It's on my Instagram handle. We will put. Yeah, we'll put it all in there. I follow you on Instagram. You're fun. I like you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> Uh, Zara, you're amazing. And thank you for sharing your journey, sharing what you're doing and uh, helping us all understand a little bit more about how our face can also be inspired.